This is Amy Bauman, and you are listening to Speaking Truth with Love. For more information about myself or for His Glory Ministry, you can head to amybauman.com. Now here is today's show. Good morning and welcome to the chair. My name is Amy Bauman. I'm with For His Glory Ministry, and this is our weekly teaching. We come together each week figure out what chair we're sitting in, look at God's word, apply it to our lives, hopefully becoming more encouraged and more like Jesus. But if this is your first time finding us today, I'm so glad that you're here and I pray that today is a blessing. We are going to be looking at a a form of teaching by Jesus all this month, parables, And I'm excited to look at that today. Another parable we're going to be talking about, the parable of the Good Samaritan. So lots to share with you. But before we get started, let's open with prayer. Father God, I thank you. I thank you for today. I thank you for your word. I thank you that it's living and active and breathing and that each word in it, Lord, we can unpack and apply to our lives, and I pray that it's the same for today. So open up our ears, Holy Spirit, for what it is that you have for us. I pray for a fresh anointing that I may speak your truth with love, and that today each of us will be changed and more like you. We love you and praise you and ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So if you were joining us last week, we talked about the parable of the, the mustard seed. But if you weren't here, let's just recap. A parable has been said that it is an earthly story with a heavenly meeting, meaning. And Jesus used parables a lot in his teaching to teach the people. He uses it as an illustration, um, this profound illustration, something that they would have recognized or seen in their daily, daily lives and shown them how it can be applied to uh, living, kingdom living. Stories that he told were easily remembered. The characters were bold. The imagery was crucial. It was symbolic. It was rich in meaning. And parables were a common form of teaching in Judaism. And as we looked at last week, we talked about the mustard seed, how so much can be in a seed, so much great in the small. And so this week, we're going to be looking at the Good Samaritan. If you have your Bibles, you can grab those. We're going to be looking at Luke 10. 25 through 37, the parable of the Good Samaritan. And I pray that today the Lord will reveal something to you that you didn't know, or maybe for the first time you're hearing this and you're going to be like, wow, this is an amazing story. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law? He replied, how do you read it? He answered, love your Lord, your God, with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. You have answered correctly, Jesus replied, do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself. So he asked Jesus, 
And who is my neighbor? In reply, Jesus said, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus told him, go and do likewise. Can you imagine this story being told where Jesus was teaching? This story was so alarming because Jews hated Samaritans and, and vice versa. I mean, hated. And yet Jesus is using the good Samaritan, the good man, as a Samaritan. Rudy Hall, an author, said this. He has read that the prejudice was so bad that if the shadow of a Samaritan fell on the food of a Jew, that Jew wouldn't even finish his meal. He felt that even the shadow contaminated his food. This is how serious the hatred was. And that the reason that this lawyer, this one that was well-versed in the law, answered he who showed mercy was he couldn't even bring himself to say the word Samaritan. So this parable cut them right to the heart. You have three people in this story. You have sorry. You have the priest. Now many versions have been talked about for the priest that uh, he didn't know that the man was alive. Perhaps um, he thought he was dead and therefore he went around him because he could not be contaminated by death. That was also um, something as a priest. A Levite is kind of same to that, where a priest was a priest, a Levite mean more of the elder or the deacon, someone who still couldn't be around, someone who was bleeding on the side of the road, or someone who was dead. They couldn't be contaminated that way. And then you have the third. You have the Samaritan, who by, by culture wouldn't have even wanted to go near him. 
this man couldn't even say the word Samaritan. So you have this very unlikely character who, despite what the priest and the Levite didn't do, this man was willing to do that. Rudy Hall also says this, you and I can be a lawyer, right? In other words, we can read and study God's word to the point where we may be considered an expert. Uh, The Pharisees, the Sadducees, uh, the priests, the Levites, those were all considered to be very knowledgeable of the Torah. They were very knowledgeable in God's words. They would stand outside and recite it. They, They would say it and people would walk by and they would be reciting the Torah. So he says, we can read and study to the point where we may be considered an expert in God's word. The lawyer in this parable could uh, know chapter and verse, and he did. He, could, he knew chapter and verse of what it said. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. And then he's like, well, who is my neighbor? But he didn't have the life. He, he didn't walk the walk. The priest and Levite knew every principle of the law, but when it came to putting it into practice, they failed miserably. Think about this. Imagine getting on a plane and flying into rough weather. You had been told that your pilot was an expert, right? And you're thinking, okay, I'm, I'm trusting that we're going through this rough weather and everything is okay because the pilot is an expert. But then as you're being tossed around, you find out that your pilot had done hundreds of hours of reading about flying, but no actual time in the cockpit. This was his first time flying a plane. Would that concern you at all? Right? And and what he's saying here is we can't just read God's word and say, okay, that's great. But we have to put it into action. We have to actually do the hard things, even if it was someone that we did not like, even as we see this conflict between Jews and Samaritans. Jesus uses this amazing parable to speak right to the people themselves regarding a situation that affected all of them. And he was telling them to choose love. I think today in society as a whole where we have, you know, rising costs and we have an inflation and things are expensive, that a lot of people are living hand to mouth. A lot of people are not willing to give out extra money because they need it for themselves. And Jesus shows this imagery, right, of this man who was willing to give up money, hard-earned money, and come back and uh, take care of him later, any extra expenses, puts him bloody on his own donkey and takes him, walks him to the, the hotel. How often would we do that today? It would be hard, right? Because when you choose to help somebody else, even financially, you're sacrificing something in your own life. You're sacrificing that. 
but yet even more than the money, being willing to help someone out in a way that they need, utilizing your time and your energy and your efforts for maybe someone that you don't agree with, someone that you don't even like, looking at the bigger picture, right? That this is what Jesus calls us to love our neighbor. It's not just the neighbor across the street. It's not the neighbor that makes the really good cookies. It's not the quiet neighbor. It's not the neighbor that is in by five and they don't have a loud barking dog and they don't have kids that, you know, pull up your flowers. This is anyone. This is all neighbors, good and bad, that we need to be sharing love with and extending that love. How many times have we hesitated to show kindness to someone? I think this is the other thing that I I have even thought about myself. Um, Driving by someone who's standing on the corner holding a sign. Need money. Haven't eaten in days. And part of us can go, well, why are they in that situation right now? We can judge We can say there's a homeless shelter down the street that they have three square meals a day and a cot. Why are they asking for money? I mean, we can go there. We can be that person. We can judge. And yet what Jesus is saying is we're not to judge. We're we're called to love. We're not called to question all the reasons why they're there on that corner because we don't truly know. We're not to question why that man is bleeding, laying in the ditch. We're not to question the nationality, the religious background, the political preference, any of those things. We are called to love. We are called to be obedient to what God asks us to do. Because sometimes we can hesitate to show kindness to someone And when we look at them, we're not sure of their situation or how they got there or why they needed help. We hesitate because we're too busy. We blame them for their poor choices. Or maybe we just didn't want to get involved. But as I just said, Jesus asks us to love one another and show kindness, not to judge. And I think this parable is a good parable for all of us today as we go out into the world and we see people that we question why they're making that decision, we question why they're doing that, we question why they're in that situation right now, we can question all kinds of times. But I look back in my own life and see the moments where I was really struggling and nobody knew, nobody knew why, and yet People stepped up and brought me food and brought me a meal, brought us groceries. And it was in that moment that I felt loved. Not only by the people that were doing the helping, but by God himself. And I I think that's the big picture, right? When we can love and show love to other peoples like Jesus is asking us to do in this parable, we can be the hands and feet of Jesus. And we're called to be as followers of Jesus. We are called to be his hands and feet and not to question and not to put our own little spin on the story and think we know why they're in this spot, laying on the side of the road, bleeding and in trouble. We're called to walk across the street and help them up 
and help them however we can, just like the Samaritan did for this man. This is everyday life. This is what we can apply to our life today. And I pray that uh, throughout the rest of this week, you'll be encouraged and reminded and maybe have eyes open to see those around you that are hurting, that need your help, that need God's love. We can be his hands and feet. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, I've been there. I've been that person in the car driving by, that person that needs help, judging them. And I've also stopped and helped. And Lord, I pray that all of us will have that heart that will love our neighbor, whoever that is, even if we don't know them, and to be able to show that kindness while they're hurting, while they're in that situation. And Lord, I pray that each of us today will be encouraged and strengthened. Lord, forgive us for the times that we looked the other way. Forgive us for the times that we were the priest and the Levite in this story. Help us to be more like you. Help us to walk out our faith, to show others that we do truly love you by loving them right where they are in that moment, no matter what. We love you and praise you and thank you and ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. It's Tuesday, so I want to remind you of our For His Glory Ministry Recovery Meeting that happens every Tuesday at Oasis from 6 to 8. If you're local and you're able, we would love for you to come and meet with us. We have a meal, we have open share, we have a teaching, we have practical application every Tuesday from 6 to 8 at Oasis in Holland. But if you're not able, if you're not local, then we would love for you to join us online. It's a great way for us to come together and unpack and look at the areas where we can be broken and how we can receive God's shalom. Nothing missing and nothing broken. But I would love for you to join us, whether in person or online. But thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today and uh, being a part of today's teaching. And until next time, until we can be together again, be blessed. Thanks so much for joining me today. Stay tuned for more Tuesday teachings, Sunday sermons, and encouraging messages along the way. And until next time, be blessed.